I'm Cody, and this is the nerdiest, most arcane episode of The Squib yet. Strap on your adventuring boots, put on some tube socks, and hold on to your cloaks of elven wind walking, because today we're playing D&D. Cody, you sure you want to do this? It'll upset the balance of the multiverse. There's a universe where you creating this episode actually destroys all of humanity. That's a risk I'm going to have to take, Hank. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Friendly Local Game Store Podcast. I'm your host, Fred. And I'm your other host, Ted. Hey, uh, excuse me. No worries, my sir. I clapped for an edit point. How can we help you? I'm looking for Magic the Gathering cards. Oh, well, my sir, they are just over yonder, neath the banner which reads Magic the Gathering. Carry your mortal bindings yonder and behold the glory of addictive cardboard. Thanks. No problem. No worries. Where were we? Just getting started, my sir. Then I shall clap to close the edit point. Oh, there we go. Every week we bring you the updates you need. New game releases, game nights, game group seeking player listings, random fandom facts. Speaking of which, did you know Malcolm Reynolds is? Why'd you do that? Uh, we're recording a podcast, my dude. Just want to mark the edit point for later. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm looking for a group to play a and d game with. Oh, what addition? Oh, uh, 5E? Excellent choice. But, uh, and maybe this isn't that kind of store, but I was hoping for a group that maybe had a group that would be interested in my custom Animorphs reskin of 5E. Fred, you know what this sounds like, my sir? Most definitely. It's time for... New DM Seeks Players for Pop Culture Homebrew. Lean into the mic and tell the good folks at home your nombre, what night you're available, and whether you'll let them play as canon characters. Oh, uh, is there, um, hi, I'm Macy. I want to play on Tuesday nights, and I want my, my game to be set in Detroit, so no canon player characters. The kids in the books live in Southern California. Excellent. Write your name and number down here, and uh, we'll get someone in touch with you. Do you follow our Facebook page? Oh, uh, no. Dude, you gotta. Definitely gotta. Thanks. No problem, my dude. Macy didn't say it, but I assume yurks need not apply. Oh, wait. I guess we don't need to do that. Macy's going to be on the show. Yeah, she's on the show now. All right, so this week we've got a couple of exciting releases for you guys. Um, there's a new adventure path out for Pathfinder. Black. Ted, you can't say black about a product we sell on the air. I just did, bro. Yeah, but PFs, APs, just aren't your cup of tea, but they're, gonna, they're great for a lot of people, okay? Pathfinder fucking blows, my dude. Too many rules and well-thought-out in-universe dependencies. I want to play my RPG's balls out, dangling in the breeze. I want to make the DM invent rules on the fly and not spend 20 minutes scouring a random official supplement with six page of knot-tying rules relative to the gauge of the rope. That is a mental image I did not ask for, my sir. Well, it's the one you got. Shit! Sweet Velociraptor cosplay, my sir. Whoa, he barked in the air, but I, I heard it in my mind. 
Greetings to you as well, High Prince, Lord of the Claw, holder of the Toothy Scepter, and junior varsity field hockey captain Chad the Velociraptor. It's a pleasure to meet you uh, here at, you know, our friendly local game store. Most definitely. We do have a 3.5 group that would be receptive to a Raptor member. Yeah, I would try those uh, people over there. No, no, not their, those guys. They're kind of edgelordy. Just uh, just pass them. Bethany! Bethany! Yeah, wave! Bethany is the lady just over there with purple hair. And the attitude of a manic pixie dream girl. I'm going to imagine a realm in which you did not say that. You think he'd uh, be offended if I offered him my dino-shaped chicken nuggets? I think it might be racist to ask. Yeah, you might be right. But I gotta know anyways. Well met, adventurer. I am the wizard Ozymandias, here for my favorite dungeoneering tool, the magic bissel. Bissell is the cantrip of choice in my cleaning arsenal after a tough game night with a gang of arcane tricksters. Candy wrappers, trash ra, cadabra, pizza crust, gonzo. Sexually pleasuring your DM in exchange for inspiration points. Ooh la la, kazam! The magic pistol comes with an assortment of accessories to help you mystically disappear the mess your inconsiderate party members leave behind. I'm talking to you, Cole. Um, um, my apologies. Order magic pistol today, and we'll include a vial of our multiverse famous grubbing bullywugs. Your very own collection of Bullywug Tedpoles. They'll grow up to be wonderful bathroom cleaning humanoid frog servants. <laughs> That's right. They'll take care of the most unmentionable crimes that take place in the bathroom during your most hardcore gaming sessions. Act now to secure your magic vessel and your future bullywog frog humanoid servants. But wait, there's more. If you call and mention offer code SQUIB, we'll triple your bullywogs bully for you. That's right. Act now and you'll get nine bullywog tadpoles. That's enough for cleaning a small mens, staffing a minor league baseball team, or creating your own amphibian militia. And don't forget the magic bissel. Never misses a mess or your money back. Offer not valid in Connecticut or the greater Waterdeep metropolitan area, because those places suck. We've all suffered through the pain and heartache of losing a beloved character, be the player or NPC. No. No, Blackley. No. No! 
I'm going to die. Don't make me quit the game. Bereft parties need to express their grief in the ways that lead to healing, closure, and eventually a return to the table, once the table feels like a safe place again. That's why we created Talk Realm, the only provider of grief counseling for roleplay gamers, available via phone, in the iOS and Google Play Store, and Steam. Talk to one of our more than 3,000 licensed play therapists. And how did it make you feel when Darkleaf drank from the poison chalice? It hurt. Not just that I made such a foolhardy choice, but that I couldn't trust my dungeon master to decide on a fair DC for the con's sake. I see. Did you tell that to your dungeon master? I didn't. I... I didn't get the chance. She cast me out. She told me I didn't exist anymore. RPG horror stories like this one are visited upon players and DMs alike every day. At Talk Realm, we want to help. You can join the thousands of players already feeling happier, gaining resistance to psychic damage, and approaching the table with confidence again. Sign up for Talk Realm and get matched with the licensed play therapist today. Your evil shall be vanquished, Lord Adamore. No! May the halls of my ancestors be delighted at this. Your ruin, fell beast of an elf, betrayer of all that is just, not only in this realm, but also in, um, the others. Behold, these are glory slayers of the Western Arcs, protectors of the God King's favorite falafel card. And now, just now, absolute destroyers of the greatest evil wizard, Lord Aramor himself. After having slain Lord Aramor, your vision begins to grow pink around the edges. Paladin, roll an investigation check. 18 plus 4 is... 22! <laughs> you recognize the pink haze as being that which directly precedes the planar travels of the highest delegations from the Feywild. By the stubby thumbs of Pelennor and the beard of his bride Brunella the Sumptuous. Do I know anything about the Feywilds that may help us understand? Roll a history check. 18. You recall the delegations from the Feywild have not been seen on the material plane in generations. You believe that perhaps the killing of one so evil has rippled through the plains and has drawn a delegation from the Feywild, a plane known for being footloose and fancy free. Before you, you behold two satyrs of the Feywild. They are wearing tunics covered in embroidered flowers with toggles about the middle. They each have curly mops of brown hair and they wear some sort of shields over their eyes, somewhat translucent lenses that seem to provide shade. Pleased to be making your acquaintance, brave warriors. I am Samwell, humble servant and chef to my lord, Brodo. By the stubby thumbs of- Brian, is this one of your weird NPCs that you want us to do weird shit with? Kelsey, it's not- Sorry, Kelsey, it's not even a weird NPC. There are two of them. Brodo sidles up to the bard. Now that you've banished the evil from this plane, we'd totally like to come party the fuck out of it. 
You down to clown, girl? God damn it. I mean, Palinor, damn it. We are on a quest to throw the ultimate rager, one that will force the terrible Cyranob to call the town guards to silence us, only to find out they are already amongst us, drinking grog and ale with the best of the Feywild. Help us find the gnarliest material plane beast to dance with and do rails of spice off their shaggy coats, scales, or mucous membranes. Brian, we've talked about this. We want to play a high fantasy game, not some lame incarnation of a shitty D&D podcast played by Adderall addled has-been comedians. Did someone say high fantasy? Because I brought the dankest of pipe weeds, my dudes. Oh, so dank, it will alter the very connection of your brain to the material plane. The Feywild will seep into your brain, bro. Hey, where are you guys going? We're going, Brian. Whoa, get a load of the elemental nodes on that dragon. You know what they say about giant, superheated elemental nodes? Huge dragon dick. That's right. My name is Robert, and I'm here on behalf of Wormswood. Wormswood is the world's leading provider of anatomically incorrect dragon phalluses for the purpose of nearly impossible simulated copulation. Here's the thing. Dragons are reptilian in nature at least as far as we know, and reptiles have way more in common with birds, at least as far as hoo-hahs and hoosie-watsies, so dragons don't have dicks. They've got cloacas, which are like dual-purpose vaginas, but it means a real tiny dick protrusion that won't do for reasons of crash capitalism. So here we are, selling you fake phalluses based on a faulty theory of an imaginary animal. You know what? Fuck this. I'm not reading this bullshit. You want a scaly dick to rub on your pastel friend's face? Go buy it from Wormswood. You want to live with the fantasy version of a fantasy creature genitalia? You be my guest. Don't tag us in your Instagram post, please. Use the offer code CRAFTYLICH to save 5% off your totally anatomically false plastic molded or glass cast dragon penis. Cody, I swear to God, if you try to make me do this kind of shit again... I survived Tucker's kobolds. I'm not proud of it. I don't think it's some great accomplishment. Those damn lizards haunt my dreams. I left my best friend behind, left him to die. Left him to get carved up by their teeth and claws. Better him than me. My own lizard brain screamed as I fled. He may have been the one to die, but I'm the one who paid for it. It was just like any other job for young adventurers trying to make a name for themselves. Go clear out a tiny band of kobolds who were growing too comfortable raiding the countryside. Should have been easy work, easy pay, and then we'd be back to easy tavern girls. But then we got in and the games began. The skittering of feet upon the floor, down the sideways passages we couldn't locate, we began to run. I don't even know why. They were just kobolds. Just stupid little lizards. Sword fodder, we called them in the tavern the night before. We came into a narrow chamber, dimly lit by our torches, and a door slammed behind us. No chance of escape without confrontation. 
Then the room burst alight. I was blinded for a moment, then I felt them. The flames licking at my armor, spreading over the walls and ceilings and floors. There was a wooden door at the back of the room. Our only means of escape was to delve deeper into the lair. The door was cobalt-sized, and our heavy armor wouldn't fit. We doffed our armor and abandoned it to the flames, taking fire and psychic damage the whole time, hearing the cheerful cackles of the kobolds. I shudder still when I think of it. Would that I had been barbecued in that hallway. <laughs> we bashed through the wooden door and began to be pelted by kobolds with slings through murder holes that lined the corridor. We rounded a corner and bought a brief reprieve from slings and arrows. That's when I realized he was too weak to carry on. My dearest friend, my partner in adventure and drink. And then that one time we stole the wizard's hat and took a massive shit in it. <laughs> and that's when I slashed the back of his leg and ripped the magical ring of evasion from his finger and fled down the corridor. I heard his screams as the kobolds tore into their prey, unsure whether it was physical pain or the pain of monumental betrayal. I guess no one truly survived Tucker's kobolds. We got him, boys! What's the meaning of this? You just admitted to murder, you brigand. We charge you with the murder of Kurt the Scrawny, late adventurer of these parts. No, it was the only way we would have both died. Tell it to the magistrate, coward. This is a public service announcement from the staff of the Squarb. This is a public service announcement from the staff of the Squarb. Gandalf is an asshole. He is. Growing up, I was barred from seeing magic, so I lucked out of getting suckered into a love of Gandalf the Grey as a child. Think about it. What is the first thing we hear from Gandalf the asshole? A wizard is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Cool, bro. Here's the thing. We all have that friend. He's the friend that you include in plans but not in the group chat. You give him a meetup time that's 45 minutes early because then he'll show up when everyone else does. But it gets worse. He's going to show up at your house. He doesn't want to go see the movie everyone agreed to see. He takes you out to his trunk, pops it, fireworks. Fireworks, he's going to pop off in the parking lot of your apartment complex. The only magic this guy does is disappearing whole bags of Doritos. And of course, he's the kind of guy that writes his own nickname. I'm Gandalf the White now. I know I was Gandalf the Grey last week, but as you can see, I bought some bleach and took care of this shit. Yeah, fuck you, Gandalf. Fucking late-ass, no-bird-taxi-calling disruptor of the utopian shire. Fucking wizards, man. As you drink and carouse in the tavern, you hear tell of unrest in the gnomish quarter. They speak of long hours, poor pay, and an absolute lack of paternity leave. Guys, we have to do something about these gnomes. You're right. We must educate the gnomes about the plight of the interplanar working class. Wait, what? We go to the gnomish quarter. I climb atop an up-ended turnip crate and cry out in the square for all to hear. <clears throat> Revolutions are the locomotives of history. What? What's happening? I also climb atop a turnip crate and begin to shout. What are you guys doing? Brother gnomes, it is time to see that all divisions between you and the greater races and the bosses for which you labor exist in service of preserving the status quo that enriches those who enslave you. 
In every stock job and swindle, everyone knows that sometime or another, the crash must come. But everyone hopes that it may fall on the head of his neighbor after he himself has caught the shower of gold and placed it in safety. Hence, capital is reckless of the health or length of life of the laborer unless under compulsion from society. The bosses don't care about you. The city fathers don't work to improve your conditions. They work to fill their own coffers and secure the future of their children. Are you guys fomenting a communist revolution? Let the ruling class tremble at the communist revolution. You gnomish pearls have nothing to lose but your chains. And you have a world to win. Working gnomes, nay, working sentience of all planes, unite! Roll a persuasion check with advantage. Thirty-two. I knew it was a terrible idea to let you two play a bard-only campaign. Um, the gnomes begin to look at each other. Murmuring increases throughout the street. Suddenly a rock is cast through the window of a nearby magical equipment factory. Hell yeah! Rise up, proletariats! After three days, the gnomes have taken all but the city center. The city fathers send out a score of representatives to negotiate their vacating of the city. We'll have to get to that next week on Critical Prol! New from Sirenscape, the absolute pinnacle in tabletop gaming ambient sound subscription services. God, what a niche. New from Sirenscape, the blood, gore, and viscera soundbard. Are they calling their modules soundbards yet? Because they should be. The Blood, Gore, and Viscera Soundbard brings you the gritty realism and foley work that will leave your players raving and maybe retching. Hear a bodkin arrow strike true and a lizard folk cry out for his mother as he gasps his last breaths. Hear the grueling effects of a magic missile dealing the last bits of damage to fell a humanoid monster. Never be without the right sounds of mortification and putrefaction to fully immerse your table in the graphic soundscape of true role-playing. Silenscape. With the power of soundbards, hearing is believing. Seriously, they should pay us extra for coming up with soundbards. Also, they should just pay us at all. Guys, that was our show this week. Thanks so much for listening. As someone who plays an unhealthy amount of D&D, I really enjoyed the opportunity to lovingly mock the culture of something that's so near and dear to my little dork heart. If you loved this episode of The Squib and you want to throw a couple coppers our way, we got a link in the description to some dice on Amazon, that great behemoth of adventuring equipment and spellbooks. And if you buy those dice, we get a little cheddar to take down to the tavern and show off to those easy tavern girls. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Ugh!